Welcome to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. So true. Molly, do you like playing video games? Yeah, sometimes. Have you been playing any video games? Boy, I sure have. <laughs> uh, we recorded the last one of these when I was visiting you in Chicago. That's right. Uh, somehow, okay. it's been a whole month. Somehow, it's been a whole month. So, um... I got a Steam Deck, mm-hmm. uh, which has been really nice. So I think we talked about Vampire Survivors last time. Um, I played mostly this month. What I played is Harvestella, um, the farming sim slash JRPG from Square Enix. Um, I've put in a lot of time in that game now. Uh, I've I've beaten the JRPG side of it. I'm in I'm in the post game uh, farming side. I still have like some uh like relationships i can max out or whatever uh, but from here on in i'm basically just doing it to finish up some like cooking stuff uh that i wanted to wrap up before i finished playing it um that game's cool i did not expect it to be as long as it is it's it's got a lot to it on the jrpg side a lot more than i thought it would be based on what this game is it's it's got a pretty lengthy story to it and a number of dungeons more than i thought there would be they they hooked you in with the uh, with the farming, and then they they reeled it in with the JRPG. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. It's probably a thing on this show that people know, but I love farming games. I love playing farming games. Uh, so when they were like, "Yeah, we just kind of like stapled a JRPG onto this one," I'm like, "Well, yeah, obviously I'm gonna play that." Um. But the farming is as robust as any other, as your Stardews, but it's in 3D. Um, a little less stuff to do with your crops after you make them. They don't have as many, like, conversion things. You, you can make some jams or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but it, it doesn't get as wild as Stardew does, I think, on that stuff. Which is fair, because they stapled a JRPG to it. Yeah. Um, the combat is not deep, but it's fun enough. Um at any given time, you have, like, three jobs equipped. There are 12 total in the game. Two of them are secret jobs. Um, and you can switch between the three you have equipped uh, pretty easily in combat. It's just a button press. Um, and each of those classes has up to four skills you can use. Um, so it's kind of the best way to, like, play the game is to cycle through the jobs, use all the skills, jump to the next job, use all the skills, do some combat uh, things like that while you wait for the other cooldowns. Um, but it's pretty neat. It's it's fun enough that, like, I kept playing. So, you know, th- there's not a lot to it, but it is fun to do. Hell yeah. Yeah. You have a husband. I do. He sucks ass. I hate... I, <laughs> I don't... I was going to say I hate him. I don't hate him. He sucks. But that's what I like about him. <laughs> is that he's the worst. Um, And he he did... Here's the thing. He shot a, a vampire in the head with his magic gun. So I was like, damn, okay. 
Uh, so now a- I know he'll protect the farm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get you somebody who will shoot a vampire in the head for you. He didn't do it for me. He did it for him. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but the fact remains that he did do it. Get you somebody whose self-interest helps you. That's right. That's all you need in life. That's what we're all about here. That's what we're all looking for. Um, in, in the I, Mojave. <laughs> in the Mojave Desert. Um, you and I both played some Fallout 4 after some. having finished the base game of New Vegas. Yeah, I think I ended up playing more than you did because I was able to mod it. I that is a point of minor contention because I don't know how like you certainly spent more time with Fallout 4 but you were also playing with mods and getting mods going so I don't yeah. know who actually played more game of Fallout 4. I I played quite a bit of it. I was in game Looks like it did like 35 hours or something. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, like 30 hours or something. Like I think it, I put, as like, much as I spent modding. Yeah, as much as I spent but, modding, I did have some fun. I had to restart three times. Right. That game is fucking broke right now. It has um, always been. This is the bug that I hit where, like, you walk outside at the beginning and the robot doesn't talk to you. Like, people were complaining about it seven years ago. So, yes, I found the solution somewhere. That or solution, a solution did not but I don't work. think it works on Xbox. So. I had to just start fresh again and go through the intro, the whole intro, a third time before I could actually play the video game. Uh, to be fair, I also did that, but it was just to fix some visual bugs that I didn't realize why they were happening. So, But now Violet is here and she's going to hit things with hammers. And then you decided to play a different game that isn't Fallout 4. That's correct. Um, I don't think I played... Let's see. Did I... Oh, I played some of Spark 2, which is uh, Abnormal Wimpy's game next month. I haven't played enough of it that I want to talk about it very much, but I did download those. Those, That that whole set of uh, platformers they're playing over there. I've heard good things about Mr. Spark. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't have a lot of deep thoughts on it because, again, I only played a few levels before um, doing this. Uh, but yeah, I think that's Harvestella was my main. Th- I I played like eighty hours of Harvestella this month. Uh, because oh, the other thing is I got COVID. I had a lot of time. Oh, I forgot an entire Pokemon game. I played that new Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back to the COVID, but tell me about Pokemon. <laughs> Pretty good game. Uh, that thing is on fire constantly. (laughs) Um, everybody knows this already. It's not, like, news for me to report that that game is a a pretty busted mess. Uh Um, but most of the busted mess is just visual, so it doesn't really take away from actually playing the game. Um, which is still Pokemon. It's still Pokemon. You can play it, and you got little guys, and they're very cute. They did a really good set of designs this generation, I think. Um, the story was pretty fun, and there's, like, some pretty, uh, I'm not gonna say in-depth post-game content, but there's more than I thought there would be. Do your guys have four moves? My guys have four moves, and you could swap them out at any time. You can remember old moves that you got rid of without using a TM or anything. Yeah, it's crazy. First, you're telling me that Pokemon who don't battle get XP. Now this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so angry. 
<laughs> you say they, that I do have a friend who is mad about the EXP <laughs> share shit still. Eh, I could take it or leave it. If they hadn't changed it, I wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But, you know, it probably makes more sense to do it this way. I like having it because it doesn't mean I have to... It means I don't have to, like, spend a lot of time individually grinding each guy. Uh, which it, I think yes. I was more into when I was a child and less into now that I'm 30. Yeah, I my only complaint about that would be, like, ending up with a team I don't know how to use because of that. But that's a pretty minor problem. It's fucking Pokemon, dude. It's not that hard. I've not historically been good at Pokemon. <laughs> that's that's fa- I, I guess. I just Google the types. That's all you gotta do. Look, my first Pokemon was yellow when I was a child. Yeah. So it's oh, are you telling me you weird. didn't memorize 150 Pokemon? No, I'm saying that game's super hard. Yellow is? Yeah. I don't know if about this If you're a child... One. I don't know about you this try, one. You take your Pikachu into Brock's gym. Tell me what happens. You just get a different guy, Nora. I was a child. <laughs> okay. I will admit, the first time I played Pokemon Red when I was a kid, I picked Charmander mm-hmm. to start, which is maybe the worst thing you could do. <laughs> because those first few gyms just shit on fire types. Um, and I was very stubborn. So I leveled <laughs> up my Charmander to Charizard before I beat God. the first gym. <laughs> because yeah, I like... wanted to use my guy. Well, that's where you get fucked over. Because if you do that, like, okay... You got rock, and then you have water. Pretty sure the third one is electric, right? Yeah. So if you got all the way to Charizard, now you're part flying, and fuck you. This one also is good against you. Did Charizard get flying at the time? I don't know that it did. Yeah. He has Charizard, wings. Gen 1. Well, I know it has wings. I don't know if it gained... Fi- yeah. It can learn fly. Okay, it's it looks so- like it did gain flying type in Gen 1. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it was like... it is Gen 1 is so weird that it was completely possible that it did not get flying. <laughs> it, it is possible, but... Anyway. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter so much. Uh, but yeah, um, the the new Pokemon's good. I, I love that Fuecoco. Tiny little baby. No thoughts I've, in his head. I've seen Sprigatito. I love that. I love that little weed cat. And then there's the other one. Quaxly. Quaxly. Cute little guy. I do think that the base form of that duck is cute. Uh, it kind of turns into a pervert at the end, but that's the risk you take with Pokemon. I kind of it's kind of like the the grass one. Uh the grass lizard from a, a while back. The grass lizard from a while back. Like Trico? Does Trico turn into a pervert? Well, Trico turns into like a uh a graceful humanoid plant, right? Am I misremembering? Um, I don't remember because I didn't play that gen. You didn't play Gen three? No. I well, we couldn't afford it, so we didn't have it. Okay, I'm not thinking of Trico. That's Grovile. That's not who I mean. I must mean Snivy. Sure, I I believe you. I don't know. No, that's not that one either. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Pokemon Are you making up a guy? I yes, I've made up the guy. <laughs> it's all fake. Um, 
Anyway, those are the two things I did this month while I had COVID. Nora, what have you done? So, I, um, let's see. I played Fallout New Vegas. I played about 12 hours of Fallout 3. I listened to the entirety of Too Much Future concerning Fallout and Fallout 2. I played two hours of Fallout Brotherhood of Steel Tactics. Not to be confused with Fallout Brotherhood of Steel, the no. Xbox game. Different game. Different game. Was not able to get my hands on that one this month. Um, I just kind of like dove into the Fallout project to like understand. In the same way that I did like put my thumb into all of the different Elder Scrolls like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Just like, I want to know what this whole thing is. Elder Scrolls um, seemed like more your vibe, though. I don't know. I mean, I did play Arena, and I didn't play Fallout 1, so... Right. Maybe. Maybe. I think you just vibe with uh, what the Elder Scrolls is more than you do what Fallout is. Yeah, like, I, I, I know and care about some of the lore and Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that's I, what I mean. On the other hand, I'm the person who's like, why does, Why are you losing your shit over Enclave, guys? They're, they suck. Shut up. They do suck. <laughs> They're like hyper eugenics Nazi uh, ghost of America shit. Yeah. It's it's wild. Uh, but they have the cool power armor, so it's fine. <laughs> um they are the bad guys of Fallout 3. Oh, are they? I didn't get far enough Enclave? for a plot to happen. Yeah, they're they're a uh one of the big bads. Well, there you go. Um so that was all fine and dandy. Um, since I've started getting into Golden Age science fiction, uh, things like Fallout are like more accessible to my brain because I'm like, oh, I actually do have like a method of engaging with this that's interesting. Whereas when I was younger, I discounted Fallout completely and also Elder Scrolls because I was like, well, there's nothing. There's not like a story there. You just make a guy run around as not a character. That's not how I play video games. And now that is how I play video games. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite kind of video games. Um. So anyway, I put I bought the DLCs and put 21 hours into the Outer Worlds this month. You sure did. Um. I just like that game. <laughs> it turns out. I don't remember us being very nice to it at the time, but apparently you no. like it. I remember saying in our first episode that I liked the like gunplay and I liked the RPG. Um and that holds up. I don't I I stand by everything I said about the video game last time. But yeah. right now, I also a have like happened to uh become more i've acquired more of a taste for retro futurism aesthetics for one thing okay um for another thing uh i do just think that the rpg present in the outer worlds is really fun uh although it suffers from having some of the most dog shit perks in a video game (laughs) i think perks should be good i think perks should be like noticeably good 
Not like you run 20, 25% faster or consumables caught, like weigh half as much so you can hold yeah, more. Yeah, that's of not them. as fun. I want like perk perks. Things like in New Vegas where when you kill stuff with lasers, they explode. And yes. that can like cause a chain reaction. That's good shit. But, um, so everything we said about the writing in the main game is still very much there. Uh, the DLC ups the level cap and ups the skill cap as well. So, um... I thought upping the skill cap was weird. It is weird. It adds... It goes up to 150 now with an extra little, like, perk. Because every 20 points in the main game, you would get, um... Some kind of passive ability or bonus. Yeah, you Which get a is bonus. stuff like um, you can hack the robots in combat and stuff like that. Um, so they added an extra thing on all of them that is at 150. And some of these are stuff like, you know how the companions will give you skill bonuses when they're present? Yeah. Um, if you get your... One of the leadership skills, if you get it to 150, you get all of your party members' skill bonuses, even if they're on the ship. Oh, weird. Which doesn't get you the passive benefits from those skills, but it will let you do checks with that. Um, oh, okay, that's cool. So the thing of like, oh, if you have 80 science, then tinkering to make your weapons better costs less. You don't get that, but you could... Do a dialogue check a dialogue. for 130 science. You know? Sure. Uh, so that's, that's kind of okay. interesting. I played a character who is dumb and has no charm. So that I uh, could like intentionally sort of play against the type of character the game wants you to play. Which is a smart guy who can talk good. Yeah. I think that if you're going to do... The plot of the Outer Worlds is that people are dumb, generally. That is true. And that is the entire plot. They did Idiocracy. Yeah. But then if you take the dumb thing and you get the dumb options, which you can unlock without an intelligence penalty if you uh, manage to trigger the criteria for the permanent concussion uh, flaw... Uh, by the way, all of the flaws suck, in part because they... I was they... going to say cringe, but... The flaws give you a perk if you accept them, which brings us back to the perks aren't good enough for the drawbacks of the flaws. Um, But no matter what, no matter how dumb people are in the Halcyon colony, if you say the dumb thing, everyone will still dunk on you for it. You can't just like be like the other characters and like, play along with the way that they talk about stuff. That's true to um, life, though. I guess so. <laughs> That's kind of real, though. People do make fun of me for saying dumb things. Yeah. But I think there should be more, you know, playing along with that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, I'm having a great time hitting people with stuff. I've got a big plasma axe from some kind of comic book. Somebody made like a replica. Um, I love that for you. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Clementine is just barreling through the world, solving crimes. 
the uh <coughs> the dlcs so far are pretty interesting the first one is uh, totally removed from everything else in the game and it's they're both sort of evoking more noir storylines and uh by which i mean pulp noir not like yeah serious noir but it is like fun it's it's a fun little gimmick and it's not too up its own ass right now i've only just started the second dlc um which is murder on eridanos but peril peril on gorgon was really fun um you might remember one of our major complaints about the outer worlds is that the people who leave society and become marauders just become like frothing at the mouth violent like ah i'm going to get you with yeah. no like no like social tie to the people they came from no social structure among the marauders they're just like guys you get to kill well Peril on Gorgon gives us the origin story of Marauders and why they are the way they are. This seems bad. So there's I don't this... know if you can convince me it's good. <laughs> so there's this drug. I'm not going to. Okay. There's this drug called Adrena Time. And it basically is going to... They made it so that they could elevate the working class. Um, no more need for sleep. No more need for breaks. Now you can just work all the time. Some side effects include paranoia, insomnia, homicidal tendencies, etc. Um, so needless to say, that's what happened. And so you're saying you... they made it worse? Now, hold on. As part of this plotline, you go through the testing facilities where they were creating Adrena Time. Which are kind of like aperture sciency, um, where it's like, please step forward for your, you know, employee uh, endurance review or whatever, and you'd have to, you'd see where they like had weird corporate tests and shit for people. But also, it's like, yeah, we're losing like five to ten people a day to these tests and to this drug. But we're going to keep going. And like your character is like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to unsee what I've seen here today. Which is a weird like tonal shift. But basically, Spacer's Choice is creating this drug. And they know it's not working, but they put it out anyway. And that's why people turn into marauders. Which is that they use Adrena Time... And then they become addicted to Adrena time, and it makes them go crazy and kill everyone. Um, and that's why there are marauders in the video game. This game fucking sucks, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> game is fucking bad. So at the end of the of the arc, you have one person who says, "I want to destroy all of this stuff. We can never let Adrena time return." And then her daughter is saying, I want to resume production on Adrena Time and fix it. We're going to make it good this time. And if you have the speech checks, you can tell both of them, no, no, do this other thing, which is work together to try and cure Marauders 
and make them normal people again. I didn't okay. have the speech because I intentionally made a character who was bad at speech. Okay. Um, she's real great at tinkering and like making stuff and killing people, but not so good at talking. Right. Uh, so I had to just kill the daughter and uh, destroy the lab. Okay. So that was a weird note, but hey, now we know why the Marauders are like that. Don't you feel a little like there's a little more completeness to the to the video game? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I the same problem. I don't know why they decided to do that. But well, because it's a plot. game that, that talks about being a cap anti-capitalist video game. That's why. <sighs> why can't we tie this back into our anti-capitalism that we're so good at? We're really good at it. That's why... That's I know you like playing the game, but that is why I hate it more than all of these, is because it pretends it's good at these things. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me more mad than anything else in a video game. <laughs> At least Fallout lets the people who play it call it sent, uh, satirical. Right. Rather than claiming it on its own. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a whole can of worms that we're probably not even going to get into. No. Um, but yeah, I would like to see what parts of this game get carried over into the whatever sequel they make and i hope they don't double down on the bad parts they're they're going to, there's no way that game is good 0% chance that's not true there's always a chance 0% chance there's always a chance um but yeah i think the rpg part of that game is like really compelling and fun to play well good um, I'm glad you had fun with the dog shit game. I think that's all I did. That I'm sounds not... right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Oh, there's one other thing I played, which is Streets of Rogue. Which is which what? Is a... Streets of Rogue. Okay. It's like a multiplayer roguelike. You play as different characters with different abilities and goals, and you go through different so levels, hitting guys. Uh, like the soldier needs to find and destroy all of the generators on a level, for example. Whereas the thief needs to like steal, or like somebody on the team needs to steal a certain number of times per floor, and it's pretty fun. I only played a little bit of it, but I had a good time with it. Cool. Fallout New Vegas? Yeah, Fallout New Vegas.
What's that? Uh, it is a 2010. Uh, it, it is. It says here action role playing game, which sure I guess. Uh, developed by Obsidian, published by Bethesda, released pretty shortly after Fallout Three. Um, notoriously shortly after Fallout yeah. Three, I, I think. Yeah. Um, at release, pretty buggy. Not much better now, but everybody uh, was very uh, upset about it at the time. Um, but has now a reputation of being, air quotes, the best Fallout, which is not a high bar. Not necessarily a high bar. I did not, I unless something happened, and maybe you'll remember this because you were kind of here for most of my playthrough, I don't remember any particularly big bugs or like glitches hitting me no you you had it pretty normal so there's there's some stuff with like the physics or whatever but that's most open world games at this point yeah yeah Um, anything it's really funny it's really funny that this one got so much shit when like bethesda does this every time and everyone just goes oh yeah that's just bethesda oh yeah i got hit in skyrim and i flew up 700 feet in the air right it's, people are so weird about it. Anyway, um, so it is basically it's the same engine as Fallout Three, uh, same like VATS targeting system um, that you can use for combat. Uh, people uh, largely praise the game for having the best writing, uh, which is an interesting thing to say about it because I don't think there's a lot going on there. Um, I but... think it is not the writing that is notable i think it is the um the narrative structure of it because like the words on the screen are not to me very like extraordinary but i think what's fun about it is like all of the intricate little like branching paths and stuff which is i think different from just the writing yeah there's a lot of fun little choose your own adventure uh ways you can go in the game yeah. Um but it's but I think it's a lot better than Fallout 3 at the very least. I can't speak to that. I've have very little experience with Fallout 3, but I'll get back to it eventually. Yeah, I played all of these when they came out and all the DLCs when they came out. Uh mm-hmm. this the New Vegas has always been uh one a game I've liked a lot, uh but I've never like really thought about it too critically because that's not what I was doing at the time. I was just playing video game. Yeah. Um, yeah. The story of Fallout New Vegas is you are a courier tasked with taking a platinum chip to uh, the Lucky. Is it Lucky Thirty Eight? Yes. Yes. In uh, the Strip of New Vegas. Uh, but before that can happen, you are assaulted uh, and shot in the head by a man named Benny, uh, who takes the chip and goes off and does his own thing. Uh, you wake up in Good Springs and decide you're going to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and things go on from there, leading to your eventual uh, influence over who takes control of the Mojave Wasteland, should you finish the main game. Yeah, just up front, which ending did you go for? Uh, this time I did Wild Card, because I don't often finish this game when I play it, because it's not that interesting, I don't think. Yeah, um, I went with in- the Independent ending as well um we can talk about it more in a bit i did not feel a strong connection to the ending scenarios at all uh, you also goofed it up 
I don't know that I goofed it up. I you mean, ended up on the one you thought you weren't doing. That's true. I didn't realize what I, that I was... Do- yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, let me just fix everything and then hand the keys over to the NCR. They don't like that. You did that without ever once going to the NCR, guys. I thought I would make the decision at the end of the video game, like <laughs> most of these games do. You know what I mean? Like Deus Ex. Yeah, but it's just really funny. You never went to the NCR base and went, hey, can I work with you guys? I didn't know where it was. <laughs> I'd it never was, been it's there. It's on the strip. They didn't know who I was. <laughs> they sent you a courier. They sent a guy that said, hey, come talk to me. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's in, it's in the quests. Because uh, Caesar's Legion and NCR both contact you once you leave the Lucky 38 for the first time. I don't think they did. Do you remember this? No, they definitely did. No, they for sure did. The Legion guy did, but I don't think the NCR guy ever showed up. Because I saw it in a video recently. I was like, who the fuck is that? He did. I don't know. I was there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw the man. Well, you should have anyway. pointed him out to me, because clearly I didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> doing it. I'm not in charge of your playthrough. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, you have the main the main uh, factions of uh, Fallout New Vegas are um, the Strip, which is uh, three different factions that kind of make up one conglomerate. Um, there is uh, Mr. House who is in the Lucky 38. He's the guy who wants the platinum chip so he can upgrade all his robots. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to take over the Mojave Wasteland and basically just kind of keep it independent. He doesn't really care about everybody else. He wants to do his own thing. Um, there is the NCR, who have kind of expanded territory and are making their way into the Mojave Desert. Um, That's and... the New California Republic. Yes, the New California Republic. Um, they Can are... I... The, they're the army guys, the U.S. Army guys, basically, is what it comes yeah. down to. If you wanted they're to like compare them, Diet America. Yes, and only Diet America because they're not powerful enough to do real America stuff. Yes, uh, if if you are in are uh, are interested in what the NCR is, uh, you kind of facilitate the formation of the NCR by playing Fallout One. The, yes. tut- the tutorial village in Fallout 1 becomes the head of the NCR after that. Yeah. Um, there is Caesar's Legion, uh, which are Roman army guys who suck. Um, they <laughs> they suck in every way it's possible to suck. <laughs> they out- go out of their way to make them suck in every possible way, except, I guess, they didn't think to add homophobia to them. But you can imply it. They can't add homophobia to them because uh, Roman style, they have to all be able to be fucking. Because that's, I guess that's so. the guys they can. No, that's not what it is. Roman um, style, you say? Roman style, yeah. <laughs> it's where Those you do it in the fucking. bathtub. Yeah, that's where you do it everywhere. <laughs> um, it's with, with olive oil. Yeah. And um, I think those are, like, the major players. There are various, like, smaller factions. The Great Cons, who have kind of... Um, they're, like, drug runners and are a large gang who um, are kind of on Caesar's Legion's side, but they can be swayed. Uh, they're the Boomers, who are named... First of all, they're named the Boomers. Uh, yeah. Secondly, 
they run like the Nellis Air Force Base in the northern part of the map and shoot at anybody who tries to get close. There are the um, just people of Good Springs. There's the Powder Gangers who are former prisoners who got a bunch of dynamite because the NCR is really dumb and let them have it. Um, and then and they, they were like, I'm going to make this my whole deal now. Yeah, and they made that their whole deal now. And I'm trying to remember if there was anybody else who's really important. Well, we mentioned the Enclave. We mentioned the the Enclave isn't in this game. Yeah, they are. How much? Did you do arcade? Are you talking Ganon's about quest? Oh, kind of. Not really. They're not. They're they, not in this game a lot. There's an Enclave remnant of mostly old folks who are like people who splintered away after the end of Fallout 2 when the Enclave was defeated. And if you pursue that side quest, you can get them to like suit up one last time and show like show the NCR, you know, what this really looks like, and they'll come help you at the Hoover Dam. Right, but they're not like an ending faction. They're just no, kind of no. some guys that help you out. I don't think they get a title card or anything. Yeah. But if um, you want that sort of wasp faced uh power armor, that's that's what you gotta do. I didn't even know it was in the game. That's funny. Um, there are also some smaller factions, the followers of the Apocalypse, who seem to be the only truly good people in the Wasteland. <laughs> um, there are uh, the Brotherhood of Steel are in the game. They don't play a huge part. They have like some side quests you can do and a companion who is part of them. Um, but they are like they are being whittled down to nothing uh, very slowly and refuse to see that. Is this one of the... Is this like the the lowest amount per like is this the least amount that the Brotherhood of Steel has been in a game? Because it's just playing like the intro of Fallout 3, it seems like Brotherhood of Steel was like bam, right there, right out front. You're gonna they have are... a cool scripted thing with them. And then when I played Fallout 4, it's like, oh, the first side quest I came across was a Brotherhood of Steel guy? Okay. Wait, the first brother the first quest you came across in Fallout 4 was the Brotherhood of Steel guy? Yeah, that was the first thing I ran into outside of the main quest. Oh, really? I yeah. don't think I ever found it this time. He's doing that shootout, and he's like, take this laser. That's not the Brotherhood of Steel. There's, well, down the street from there, it's also happening. Two different shootouts. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm not, just going to take your word for it, because I don't know who now. you're talking about. That's fine. I don't remember his name. He sounds like Buzz Lightyear. He sounds so much like Buzz Lightyear, it's weird. <laughs> okay. Like um I don't anyway. Know. <laughs> anyway, we're getting we're getting off course here. Yeah. Um the the main thrust of the game is picking who gets to be in charge of the Mojave Wasteland and you do some adventures along the way. Um there are oh god, how many compa- I want to say 8 7 or 8 companions in this game you can have. Um in the base game. And Many of them I did not meet. Yeah, I went out of my way and recruited all of them this time. Um, and I usually, usually when I'm playing games like this, I usually do like a sneaking with guns build. But I just made a melee guy. And it was actually pretty fun. You just kind of hit stuff and they die. It's pretty good. Yeah. I you don't have to worry about vats at all. But you can. You can, but you really don't need to. I'm doing melee in Fallout 4, which is interesting. Um, there's some special stuff about hitting guys in melee and vats in that one, but 
Um, There's not as much in New Vegas. Not really. I picked no. up a knife because I started one of the DLCs that takes away your gear. And it's like, oh, cosmic knife. That's got to be. Oh, it just looks like a normal knife. Yeah. Damn. Um. Yeah. I did lasers. I did mostly just lasers and repair and science. So I was like, techie. Yeah. Uh, laser cowboy was my whole shtick until I got the power armor and then was just a power armor guy. <laughs> you were just a power armor guy, and that's okay. Um, Nora, how did you have fun? Yeah, I like this game. Okay. Um, it didn't like blow my socks off, you know, but sure. uh, I pretty firmly in the category of good video game to me. Okay, great. Pack it up. <laughs> I, how did you like the game, Molly? Um, I still like it. I think the companions are probably where the game is best. Um, you get uh, much arcade like Outer Cannon. Worlds. Sure. <laughs> the uh, I'm not doing this. Okay. <laughs> the um companions uh in New Vegas uh are varied. There's one who's like a caravan. A leader who um, finds out that like the larger caravan companies have been sabotaging the smaller ones in Mojave Wasteland, and you can help her uh, take care of that stuff. Um, there's that Brotherhood of Steel lady who leads you in there, Veronica, um, mm-hmm. who is wonderful uh, and punches guys. She's great. She, you um, will just be walking through the wasteland, and it'll suddenly go and cut in slow motion to some guy you never seen before half a mile away because Veronica lagged behind you to pick a fight and she fucking finished that fight. That's true of every NPC though. That's true of every companion. (laughs) Okay. Well, she only punches. She only punches though. Uh, yeah. Everyone will like lag behind and get in fights that you don't necessarily want to get into, which is fine. Whatever. They catch up eventually. Um, there is arcade Ganon, like you said, who is a followers of the apocalypse guy. Um, I forgot that you could just be gay in this game uh, because it seems like before when video games were doing that. I uh, I feel like that... I think that is either an addition to this game that wasn't in Fallout 3. Or yeah, I think it, was, it wasn't in 3 or something. It was either that or it was an addition to this game that was made at some point. But I, I feel like I've, I feel like that first one is maybe the truth. Yeah. Um... So you can, if you're, if you're a guy, you can pick him up. Uh, I didn't have to do a quest for him. I was just like, you kind of look good. And he was like, you know what? That's so true. And then he just kind of stuck around for a while. He looks kind of um, like a nerd, right? Yeah. He's kind of a little dweeb. <laughs> um, and then there is, oh, what's his, what's his name? I don't. Boone. There's, oh, Boone is one of them. He's not the one I was thinking of. Boone is a sniper, formerly NCR. Uh, who you help figure out who killed his wife or sold his wife to the Legion. What's the And then he name? fucking kills them. And then he fucking kills them. Hang on, I have to make sure I have the right name. Yeah, Raul. That's the other one. He is um in the Black Mountain where Tabitha is. 
you can find another companion there named Raoul. He he's a old mechanic, um, but he's also like kind of a uh a cowboy type gunman. Uh, if mm-hmm. you help him, uh, just believe in himself again, basically. Move on, move on past his stuff. You can, like, tour him around the world to have him talk to, like, some older people who are still doing stuff in, um, like, a- across the Mojave. Um, and, like, convince him that, like, oh, yeah, maybe being old is okay. You can just do that. Just do stuff while you're old. Yeah. That's Especially if you're, if you're a ghoul. Yeah. You're gonna be around a while anyway. Um, yeah, those are those are the guys. I like all of the guys. You get Edie, who is a robot, who has some Enclave stuff going on, too. I did not get into it this time, and I don't remember her deal very much. I did pick up Rex, who is the dog with the cyber brain, <laughs> 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 who is uh, being kept by uh, the king of Las, of Las Vegas, obviously mm-hmm. uh, a fake Elvis impersonator. Um, and then there is also, is her name Tabitha? No, Tabitha is the one who is, is like, on the mountain. Is it like Ellie or something like that? It might be Ellie or something like that. Oh, Fallout. Super Mutant Companion, New Vegas. Who is it? Lily. That's Lily. Who is a nightkin uh, who you can have come around with you. Her quirk is that she has schizophrenia. Like all the nightkin. That's it. Yeah. Not great, but <sighs> you know. She's also a grandma, isn't she? Well, she says she is. Yeah, because that's actually true. <laughs> she got she got dipped in the FEV as a grandma. Okay, I don't know the super mutant stuff very well, so I'm just gonna assume that you're that you know what you're talking about here. Forced evolutionary virus. <laughs> of course. What was I thinking? That's the reason all the animals are weird. Is it? Yeah, it's not okay. just because of radiation anymore. They they made up. I the thought it was just because of radiation. That is originally what it was, but then eventually it became that because of FEV got released. That's so dumb. It is. It's very dumb. You already had a thing. <laughs> you already had an explanation. You didn't need to do this. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. so um, the Caesar's Legion, um, very, it's. Fallout New Vegas, and this is true of most open world games, is very weird in what it decides is and is not morally acceptable. Because you have karma, like you do in all mm-hmm. of these types of games, right? Fighting Caesar's Legion, which are fascists who uh, like enslave people and kill people nonstop, killing them is killing them is not like a positive or negative thing. Purely neutral. I think killing the NCR is bad guy behavior. I think that gets you negative karma. Um, but the only guys that give you positive karma to kill them are the fiends who are just drug addicts who are uh, just out in the world. Um, I don't and think are I ever bugging the NCR. I don't think I ever met a fiend. They they are primarily um, on. Hang on, I'm doing a map in my head. On the west side of the strip, mm. past that area, you don't go up there very often because there's not much going on over there except for the fiends. There's some like quests you can get from the NCR who are like, we want you to kill these specific four guys, and um, you can do some quests that way. They also can come up by when you need to get Rex a new brain, um, the dog. You can mm-hmm. get one of the dog brains from the fiends. 
that makes them faster. Uh, other things that are objectively karmically good include killing feral ghouls, parentheses, any kind, it says here. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. Just kill them. Just murder them. Which, I guess they're zombies, and there's no way back at that point, is the implication right? So, As far as anyone knows, like, functionally, yeah. yes. Um, but um, weird when, like, ghouls are just kind of normal guys. Yeah, they're just guys that live for a long time, and then eventually they might go feral and become zombies. Yeah, sucks, but whatever. What can you do? The alternative is die. Yeah. Um, stealing from Caesar's Legion gets you negative karma. Stealing from anybody gets you negative karma, but I think it's especially funny stealing from Caesar's Legion is negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's just very strange what video games do and do not decide is okay to do. I think Caesar's Legion in this case, from a mechanical perspective, is because you can side with them and you can maybe you want to keep neutral karma when you do that, but that doesn't mean it's like a good idea. <laughs> The right, that doesn't that doesn't mean it's the, good. All the karma does is it's like it's like a D and D alignment where like if you help the legion a lot but you have really good karma, then it then your description for them is that like oh your idealistic ways are dumb and bad but you're helping us. And, right, and yeah. the reverse of like if you have really bad karma and you help the NCR, they're like oh that person's a thug but one way or another the right thing gets done but that's all it really means there are yeah because there's different levels i think what you're referring to is like the reputation you have with each yeah there's like right? a yeah, you a, get like uh, a little blurb so it just depends on mm-hmm. what you've done to that faction and what your karma is around them i think also uh is part yeah. of it so yeah um, but very, it, very strange what video game decides is like good and bad. And it's, it's always weird because like you have to imagine that's like, I know mechanically you have to do this at some point, but you know, if you're going to say something is bad, you might want to commit to it. Yeah. Um, I also found this little note here about Legatlanius, a character we'll talk to talk about more later. Uh, the final boss yeah. uh, is is a unique. Uh, there's like a speech check to have a unique good karma option to fight him alone. Oh, weird! And like have an honorable duel with you would have loved that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Veronica didn't do much for me in that fight, so it you might have spent... been. <laughs> I want to say you took. 30 tries in that fight it was brutal it's rough it's it was bad for you it was not a good time yeah um yeah anyway uh the other thing i wanted to talk about i think it's really weird fallout's aesthetics are so weird i it it's very strange to me that um Fallout, nobody in Fallout, like, makes new stuff. You know? Like, yeah. everything, and I understand that it's, like, easier or whatever, but it's supposed to have been, like, hundreds of years since these bombs dropped. You would think people would start making new, like, 
if not buildings, then like materials from those Push. old like places. Pushing and... up my glasses, it's actually been two hundred years as of Fallout Four. Okay, so a couple hundred years <laughs> <laughs> since since that, people have come up from the vaults. You would think that like it wouldn't all just still be rubble everywhere. No, it As, shouldn't be. And you especially would think this of Caesar's Legion. You would think they would go full on like uh classical art guys uh who have like a bunch of I don't know why there's not like a single pillar in their camp, <laughs> which is strange to me. You well, would think that they would have guys doing that. It's a war camp. They have tents. Right, but Caesar's there. Yeah. That's his house. It's his warhouse. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. It's like, it's one, like yes, they might come out and not know how the old world technology works or how to replicate it, only how to use it. That's fine. Makes perfect sense. But yeah. that nobody's really like innovating ever is yes is a little weird. It's um, so strange. Because even the Brotherhood of Steel, the guys who, like, are trying to archive all this stuff, they never make anything new. They're just, like, hoarders. Yeah, that's their that's their whole, like, character flaw, right? Is the, yeah. They only protect, they only hoard the old stuff. They never... Um, or they're bad evolve. about working on new stuff. Like, when, and when you are, when you go and present things to them, they basically only want weapons. Yeah. So yeah, I just think it's very strange the like aesthetic sensibilities. You would think that the Caesar's Legion would try to do something um to like entice people that way, but instead it, they're just kind of cartoonishly evil. Also, it's weird that like I mean, I, on the one hand, they don't have that much of a choice because the 50s style shit everywhere is what exists in the world around them. But yeah. the way that people still act like they like the aesthetic in that same way feels like the characters post-apocalypse are still invested in the identity presented by the 50s aesthetic. Right. The thing I was thinking about, too, when I was playing Fallout 4 alongside this is, like, I know it's because that's the style of the game and that's like the the theme they're going for it's so weird that all of the songs on the radio stations are about atom bombs it's so fucking weird why would you do that like as as a people did you not find any of the other like songs that were left over you only found the ones that are funny bomb stories or just weird just weird i don't know Nobody knows how to record new music, you know. No. It's just, yeah. I this is these this feels like nitpicky to me in that way. But it, just the world where, like, it's been two hundred years since a bad since a since the apocalypse happened, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody once has tried to remake the world. They just keep using the stuff we already had. Very strange that nobody ever has a new idea in Fallout. You see, Molly, it's the folly of man that war is inevitable. And Not no even inevitable. It's that it never changes. Uh, 
Which is very funny, because I guess neither does anything in the world. It's the end of history. I guess so. I guess Remember, it. it's easier to imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine the end of capitalism. So true. And they just kept doing capitalism after the end of the world, too. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, whatever. That's People it will do anything to stay in power, right? So it does, it's not surprising to me that, you know, you exploit this system that's been used for however long to continue uh, trying to accumulate power. Whatever. Yeah. You would think that somebody out there would be like, no, we just kind of live out here on our own, and we don't do the money thing. Well, you see, what happened was one of those towns started getting really big, and then they... Um... Right, and then they got blown up. Well, no, then they became the NCR. <laughs> Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, but no, that that can't be true. They can't have been like communist guys who grew no, up. No, they weren't communist they're... guys. They were like, uh, so what's the what's the word? Like subsistence farmers. Like there's this is a oh, farming sure. village, and then they became the government. <laughs> yeah, that's goofy. Dumb, because it. the old world is only like two generations removed. Um, but I think that's true. I think that's true. I it's don't, like 150 I don't years or something. Well, you said it was 200 as a Fallout 4. I could be wrong. I don't know how long it took for people to get out of the vaults. It's not something uh, I it varies. that much about. Some of them yeah. were let out after like 18 months. Weird. So, I'm sorry. New Vegas is 204 years after the bombs fell. Fallout 3 okay. is the one that's 200 exactly after. I think, um, I think Fallout 4 is also. Because Bethesda Fallout? has one idea. Fallout 4 is uh, even further because it's also the, like, Skyrim-style, like, we're just going to push everything all way, way back in, like, in the future and uh, never go past it. <laughs> also, uh, can I just say, the cigarette economy in New Vegas. Bonkers. There were only I... four packs to a carton. Are you kidding me? That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any damn sense. Um, a friend messaged me and was like, well, it's probably about, like, shortages, like, pre-war shortages. I'm like, I guess that makes sense, but nobody ever says that, so. Yeah. It's just a whole thing. I Fallout is so weird to me. The more I think about it, the more it doesn't make any fucking sense, which just I guess is fine. It's video games, but. If, if you want to have a bad time, go to the Fallout Reddit and search for any place name outside of North America to see what Fallout fans think happened to any other country in the world in the Fallout oh, universe. Yeah. Also, a lot of weird stuff with the Chinese in these games. A lot of weird stuff with A lot with of China. weird stuff with the, with the Chinese in these games. Uh, it's yeah. even worse in Fallout 3. There's a whole thing about it. I think the first... I think Operation Anchorage was the first DLC for Fallout 3, which mm. had a bunch of stuff about China in there because, uh, you know... Yeah. Makes sense, I guess. But... Uh, yeah, it's, they haven't stopped being weird about that, which I guess, like, the conceit of the game is that China did nuclear war with America and everybody's fucked because of it. Or everybody did nuclear war with everybody, but it's primarily the U.S. and China's problem. I believe the first people to use big nukes after World War II were the, um, (laughs) it's like the Europe versus Middle East resource war, which, like, that'll go great. I have many questions about <laughs> who is involved in the Europe side and who is involved in the Middle East side, because that's really vague. Yeah, that's a big question. 
Uh, no mention of anything south of the equator in Fallout, period, as far as I can remember. Right. Um, so You think Australia's fine down there? Probably. That's Mad Max is happening. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about Mad Max. Yeah, so they're they're okay, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I Fallout is such a weird setting. Uh, overall, I think New Vegas mostly just kind of works. Um, I think because it doesn't interact with a lot of the East Coast stuff, which I think sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, there's actually like a lot of callbacks to the older Fallouts in this game, which I don't say as a point of quality. I just right. am like, there's a different mode. Obviously, we should mention like Fallout New Vegas, a substantial um, like leadership positions of in the development of this game held by people who worked on previous um the older fallout one and two i believe um and so they're they're sort of like you doing a different mode than the three and four games um yeah in fact uh the director of this game is the director of the next non-fallout game that we'll be playing (laughs) in february right yes um look forward to pentiment uh at risk of bringing up the Outer Worlds one more time. Why must you do this? Because uh-huh. I, it's so much easier to swallow the pill of there's no resources when it's like a colony ship where you, the only stuff you have is what you brought with you rather than Earth. You have everything which, on Earth still. Yeah, Earth has all the resources right? on it, <laughs> which I know allegedly in Fallout they like used all the gas they like used all the oil that exists which is ridiculous to contemplate i guess i mean it would make sense to me but yeah the earth is so big yeah i know but there's already like i mean if you so if war happens it's already hard to access uh fossil fuels now it's not getting better like in real life no i just it, it, it listen. It's crazy to think about. Yes, but it. I think it is like a reasonable issue. It 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 does make the like oh everyone has nuclear powered cars make more sense if they yeah, literally cannot if, use gas. Especially if the war machine is consuming all of those things. If there is like a seventy year cold war, right? That's not good. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just the resources thing is so unquestioned in fallout when in reality it's like no there actually is plenty of food on on the planet for all the people the problem is that nobody's distributing it sure uh but that is like from fallout 1 to fallout 4 like the whole franchise is built on that specific like overpopulation lack of resources stuff that is never even once like a little bit questioned sure which yeah, is yeah, yeah. obnoxious not, you know, any more so in New Vegas than the others, I guess. But Yeah. Um, Anything else to say about Fallout New Vegas, the base game? Anything else to say? Uh, the final boss sucks. <laughs> oh, right. You wanted to talk about this. I had no problems. You had a lot of problems. I don't know what I was doing wrong. Nora? I tried to tell you many times. 
you hated stim packs. They are the main method for healing in this game. But I didn't have very many of them. You could have. <laughs> <coughs> There's a lot of them, but you didn't like doing that. The thing is... It's, is healing if, is not as hard as you made it out to be. He, the thing is that I'm not, in, I'm not incentivized to, to use healing items if I die in two hits. Because that means that I'm going to have to open the the fucking vats or the the pit boy rather, and hit all the healing items and then back out and that's do not... like two shots, get hit, open up the menu again. Because that guy hits like a fucking truck. That's not true. You can quick you can quick slot those items. I tried to tell you, but you were not listening. I didn't use any quick items. You did not. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It was obnoxious. And the reason I really got frustrated is because I died after beating the final boss and had to do it again. That did happen once, yeah. That that was not good. That was not good. Um, I'm, I'm shocked it did not checkpoint there. Yeah. But, so it goes. Um, it is funny when it's like... Okay, I have entered a situation. Time to do a dialogue with a major character. And it's like, okay, because of the way I built my character, there's only one option. There's not only one, like, end point of this conversation, but I still have to see all of the options so that I know for future reference. That you could do that later. It's just like, oh, I guess... If I played a totally different character, um, not they could have gone differently. Not speech, even, but like you know, having barter, for example, is a key skill for negotiating with the two final characters. Um, is that true? Yes. Okay. Because you have to know about supply lines. Oh, okay, sure. That's one of the points. I think make. that is just a nice bonus to people who played the barter guy right like i don't think that's a punishment for people who did not play the barter guy i think it's a i think it's a benefit to the guy who played the barter guy who can't fight because he's got all his points and charisma i guess so i they are just showing you different ways you could have gone with the game i think that's fine you you were you were very hung up on a lot of those like well I don't have speech they want me to play speech and it's like they don't it's just an option you have that you could have gotten through this specific thing like the speech guy still has to go out there and fight all the powder gangers and he doesn't have any bonuses to guns for that right Mhm So it's it's just builds it's just I don't think it's as big a deal It does feel a little limiting when it's like I can make any kind of guy I want, but there are, like, all of them will go down this path, except for a few exceptions. I think you're just mad because you saw The Matrix. (laughs) I understand how video games work. I think if they didn't show you this, you would not be upset about it. I would have rolled my eyes at least a little. Like bit. if you if you weren't clear about how the speech checks worked, if they didn't show you this is where you could have used a speech check, I don't think you would have thought about it. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the video game. 
I know. I'm just saying I don't think it's as big a deal as it, as you might be thinking it is. Very well. I'll just <laughs> sorry. I'll I'm stand not, down. <laughs> I'm not saying you're like wrong. <laughs> I just I just think it's there. And like what that mm-hmm. what that signals to me is that like, oh, if I play this game again, I know I can get that bonus by making a speech guy. That's what the speech guy does. Mm-hmm. Or that's what the barter guy does. I didn't know you could barter with the last uh that's funny. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, then, uh, he ha he sends out a bunch of guys with fists to, like, kick your ass. He sure does. And he kicked my ass. He sure did. I didn't feel like I was underleveled or anything. No, I don't think you were underleveled. I just, uh, you know, wasn't the right equipment, I guess. I had lasers. You'd think lasers would be good against anything, right? You would think power armor would be really strong against lasers, You'd and unfortunately, so. that's what a lot of people are really good with. <sighs> yeah, it's just that I don't know exactly how the high armor rating and damage threshold stuff works exactly. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you 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 did eat a little bit of shit for being a energy weapons guy at the end. Yeah, because like. The thing, the problem with having all your enemies explode when you kill them is that the Caesars guys are all melee. They sure are, and they're really close to you, and that hurts you, too. It does. It hurts me quite a bit. (laughs) I'm out here blowing up my own arm. In slow motion, because I got a kill, and it was like, okay, kill cam time, watch yourself die. Sure was. You blew up a lot. How do you think this compares to the other uh, RPG-type games that we've played for the podcast? Are you do you, are you asking me to compare this game to The Outer Worlds? Not exclusively, but we <laughs> have played a lot of Obsidian games, yeah. for example. Uh, I think Ta- this, Tyranny. I think this game's better than The Outer Worlds. I'm looking at the list of games we've played. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if uh, I wouldn't compare these to a Mass Effect necessarily. I guess they are kind of in the same. Not exactly. What if, What else would you compare this to? Um, something like Tyranny. Or oh, um, sure. I mean, but I think Tyranny sucked. So, oh uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> That's uh, the, the other part. Because a uh, lot of the Obsidian De- games we've played, I thought were bad. Deus Ex also sucked. Deus Ex, I think I'm fonder for. I think New Vegas is better just because it's been 10 years since Deus Ex. Uh, yes. And then they, they made a new <laughs> one of these, and I think they've improved since then. But I have, like, I know I was mad about Deus Ex, but I have a little bit more of a fondness for it than I do something like Tyranny. Yeah, because, like, Tyranny is, like, wet bread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if we play one of the new Deus Ex, I'd be curious to know if you like it more or less than, than this. Oh, it's, I played, uh, what was the first one that came out? Was it Human Revolution? Yes. That was the, yeah, I played that when it came out. Uh, don't have many memories of it, honestly, fond or, uh, or negative, but. That's less of a talky thing and more of a, like, the alternative to combat is stealth. 
Yeah, it, it's it's the which combat type you play rather than like what type of guy you play, really. Yeah, yeah. Until the end, when you get three different buttons to pick from, uh, sure, you, did, you pick an ending, right? But uh, I don't know that I have that much more to say about Fallout New Vegas. I know that I came in because I know myself a little bit. I came in with like hater frequencies because. You did. Everyone talks about how you were ready Vegas to dunk is. on this game. I was ready and willing to dunk on this game, and I still enjoyed myself. And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty fun." Um, what a what a it's a good time. Uh, it's weird gl- that Matthew Perry plays Benny. I always just yeah, think that it's is the funniest weird. thing in the world. I am glad that I waited until now to play this, though. I would not have been able to like approach it in the same way if I'd played it when I was younger. Yeah, when everyone told me to play it. Yeah. Um, you probably would have been a hater in that case. Yeah, I would have said, "Oh, this feels like shit," and then people would be like, "It's an RPG. You don't play it like a shooter." And I'd be like, "But I love Fallout. I mean, yeah, Half Life, not Fallout, the other nuclear <laughs> title." I was a big Half Life guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, Molly. Okay. I've got this other second question that I want to ask you, but I want to send it to this you This is a weird email. way to do <laughs> You um, can send us emails, journalupdated at gmail.com. Journalupdate at gmail.com? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the email. That's the email. That's the email. We got some emails this month. Yes, uh, I will. I will start us off here. Uh, from Crystal uh, says, "Good towns are very important to me in an RPG, and New Vegas has was a pretty solid town. What are your favorite towns in games?" Uh, Crystal personally loves Oblivion towns. You know what? I fucking love Oblivion towns. <laughs> I, I, I love get, Oblivion so much. I did not get far enough into Oblivion to really see very many towns. There's like there's like six big cities, and then there's some towns in there, and they're just nice. I believe you. Yeah, I, they're good. Uh, trying to think, what else? What else is good towns? Harvestella's towns are mid. Um, that's what I played most recently. What else? The Fallout Four towns all suck. I'm not a big fan. Really, no, they're all bad. Let's see. What else? What else have I played with towns? Let me scroll through some video games here. Final Fantasy. I, I'm not a Final Fantasy guy as much as you are. Um, I usually... Uh, I liked playing Grand Theft Auto 4. I liked that mm-hmm. city a lot. But that is a game in one city. Not a yeah. game with towns. I guess... Um... I, there's got to be something. Uh, I liked the town with the big stone pyramid in Tales of Symphonia. With the Wind Valley. Oh, that yeah. Neat. That place is cool. Yeah. Tales of Symphonia's got some towns in it. That's, yeah. There's that coastal town where you get the Klonoa outfit for Persea. Tales Cute games stuff. are pretty good for, for towns. Yeah. I'm thinking about Vespera. Yeah, that's a good game. Uh, the Viera 
town in Final Fantasy XII in the, the Oh yeah, in the in jungle. The yeah. yeah. That's good shit. That's good shit. Final Fantasy XII uh, is a game you could play. I love it. <laughs> I do too, but I know it's not good. <laughs> I just... the Sometimes an RPG just slots into your brain, and twelve is one of those for me. The thing is, I hate setting up gambits, so... But I love watching them execute themselves. Yeah, that part's great. I just don't want to have to do the programming myself. <laughs> uh, well, here's my pro tip, is just go online and say, what's a good gambit, and then you just set it up. And, yeah, know. but I don't want to have to do that. I just want to play the game. <laughs> That's too much work. But it's like five minutes of work at the start, and then you're good for the whole game. That's not true, because you find more gambits, and you have to go in there and, like, fine-tune it. It's As you get more slots and you get more conditions. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to do anything. Well, I'm just saying, like the thing that I did, which was um like get a, a pretty decent like baseline setup, and then like if something comes up, you'll like get manual commands in there to be like, okay, unpetrify this guy, you know? Sure. But you want me to read this next email? Sure. This one comes in from Jen. Hi, Molly and Nora. I remember playing Fallout New Vegas near launch, feeling let down by what I was seeing. It wasn't because of the hundreds of bugs. It was the scale. Here I was listening to character after character go on about how New Vegas itself was a bustling city that needed to be be saved. But I only ever saw five, maybe ten people wandering the strip at any one time. Did New Vegas' world also feel bizarrely empty to you? And are there other games you've played where you felt like your suspension of disbelief couldn't keep up with that game's limitations? Interesting. I think the thing about the strip itself uh, is, like, how nice it all looks. And that's by design, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's why it feels kind of unique in that way. Not because it was, like, super bustling. But when you think about it, there are a lot of people there. Um, It's just that it's all sectioned off in various instances. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, across yeah. the city. So it does make it feel a little... It, it makes it feel more disjointed, I think. Uh, so I, I definitely understand <laughs> the, the thought. Because, again, this is like a 360 game. It's not... Yeah, uh, it, if you walk not down the super street, strong. If you walk down the street, you kind of only see NCR troops. <laughs> yeah, there's a few NCR guys. There's like some people from the... Um, there's like one or two like vacation types. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's mostly just like employees of the of the casinos that you might see. Um, but like a big part of the game is how the NCR has a treaty with Mr. House. So all of the NCR guys get like transport to the strip if they want to go there. Mm-hmm. That's where they take their shore leave. They say, I'm sorry, take their shore leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have very many issues. Again, I've been fond of new Vegas forever. So I think uh, despite it's not a problem the, for me. Despite the more intricate, space design and more prevalent npcs fallout 4's like diamond city i think it is felt more sucks ass felt more weird in this place in this like in this regard than i got from vegas having just played it the thing about diamond city is every walkway is so narrow Mm -hmm. uh and there's no room for people to be like, there's, in that little main market square, sure, there's some guys there, but, like, walking around that town specifically feels way worse than walking around the Strip to me. 
I don't... I don't have a problem with having every step of a quest be, like, permanently on your radar. So you can always go straight to the thing, even though the... Even if the narrative of a quest is look for a thing. But I think that that can sometimes bite you in the ass if, like, you can't reasonably navigate a space without an objective marker. Because that's kind of how I felt about some parts of um, Diamond City, because it's so it's such a kind of weird corridors and stuff, where it's like, I feel like this is just meant to, like, be a hallway I walk down with a little thing on my uh, compass rather than like a space to be in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think you're right. Uh, you should say that I'll more say- often. <laughs> I say it often enough. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the next question? Uh, Yeah, I don't think I have a different uh thing to say than that about other yeah, I don't think I do either. I don't have very many games that I just usually usually I'm fine with uh, accepting the game on its terms for what for I, what it's doing. The thing that trips me up is what is something like we talked about with XCOM last month about like not being able to tell what's representational versus what's like direct in terms of like numbers of people. Oh sure, yeah. Um, like RPG towns, I never like think twice about the fact that there's only two town. There's only two houses in Pallet Town, you know. Um, yeah. I never, I, I don't, I don't like second guess that, but sometimes it's a little weird when I like, can't tell if I'm supposed to be taking it literally or not. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Um, from Alex writes in and says, Hey Molly and Nora, have you heard about Fallout New Vegas? It's the best game ever made with a bunch of like sarcastic exclamation points here. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm so glad Obsidian uh, finally got to put the Fallout in Fallout New Vegas, a game which has done such things. Heal my mother's gap, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there's, a, there's a long bit about it being very good. <laughs> uh, to the actual point, that's enough of the bit. Game's fine. I think there's some topics it handles very poorly, like the rest of Fallout, about Caesar's Legion being tough and bloodthirsty. But back in the territory they control, it's fine and nice to live in, among other things. Also, I think it's very funny that one of the devs put out a general bug fix mod that would be great if it didn't also set extreme survival mode on as default. <laughs> Um, also oblivion potato faces will never die Uh, questions one did you get the bug where if you tell all of your companions to wait in Mr. House's casino they will fight and kill each other (laughs) no I did not no I I have never heard of that bug in fact I believe you but I have never heard of that that's really funny Um, second question did you buy a dinosaur toy Uh, no no, I knew better this time I've, I've played this game a number of times uh, three, why do people keep hiring Chris Avalone? Because other people keep hiring Chris other, Avalone. Yeah, because yeah, people, I mean, it's because he has a reputation, long and short. Yeah. Uh, also, about the Caesar's Legion thing mentioned in the body of the email, um, that's, this comes up a lot when people write fascist factions in video games or like other things of like, oh, well, you know, at the end of the day, if even after all this other bad stuff, you know, the roads are safe and there's no bandits or, like, the trains run on time. That shit is, like, act- it's not true of fascist societies. It's yeah. propaganda. 
You can't just, like, accept the propaganda as part of the argument. Right. That's, yeah. Um, so the, the Legion is so cartoonish that it's hard to, like, understand why people respect the Legion choices in this game. It's um, mostly because they're all white supremacists. That's all. I assume so. The people, <laughs> the people who like the Legion. It's just one guy who learned Latin and was like, oh, I think I'm smarter than everyone now, which is the case with most people who learn Latin. <laughs> it is very funny because when you meet Arcade Ganon, you like talk to him and he's like, yeah, a lot of people know Latin jackass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, people hire Chris Avalon because he is still not uh, acted up in public enough to lose right. his reputation. Yeah. He's been like... He is still a name. He's still a name. He's been publicly chastised for certain, like, things he's said, I believe. But he has never been, like, out and out, like, canceled, I guess. Yeah, he's not canceled. That's why he keeps getting hired. Um, yeah. Next up, we've got this email from Crass Pants. Uh, quote-unquote famous Astros fan, quote, Mattress Mike, recently won the largest sports bet of all time. Will the ensuing centuries of ghoul life make him repent his capitalistic <laughs> ways, or will he just be a guy you find with a ridiculous amount of old-world money stuffed in a mattress? It's definitely this is a you, this, this is, is a you yeah, question. Yeah, this is a me question. This is a question for Molly. Uh, for context... Um, this guy placed, I think he placed a $1 million bet before the baseball season started this year that the Astros would win the World Series. Uh, and he did win, so he got a huge payout. Um, But he's also just kind of a dweeb. He, he just kind of sucks. Um, So, yeah, I hope I hope the ensuing centuries of Google Life will make him repent his capitalistic ways, but truly he will just be a dad guy with a bunch of money and a mattress. Yeah. Yeah. He might be dead next to a toilet. Could be. We can only hope. Um, next email, Faden writes in and says, what other games would be... <laughs> Excuse me, hang on. Let me start over. Hello, updaters. <laughs> what other games would be improved if the main character was shot in the head in the opening? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I want to start a schism of people who call us journalers and people who call us call updaters. Us updaters. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's great. Um, uh, well... I guess Mass Effect 2 kind of starts with the main character getting shot in the head, in a sense. Unfortunately, it's almost, ex they... yeah, extremely. <laughs> Unfortunately, that doesn't stop them from being the main character. No. I think that a Souls game should start with you getting shot in the head instead of fighting a boss that you can't beat. I think you get shot in the head and then you have to fight the boss you can't beat. I think that's how <laughs> most of those do start. Um... I think most games would be improved if the main character was shot in the head in the opening, because it's just really funny to wake up in a grave. Yeah. Uh... Kratos. Uh, every game, every game where you start with amnesia should start with you being shot in the head. <laughs> and that's why. Yeah, sure. I, I tried to think of one off the top of my head, and I was like, Harvestella should start with you getting <laughs> shot in the head. Knights of the Old Republic should start with you getting shot it, it in the head. It pretty much does. <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic definitely starts with you getting <laughs> shot in the head. <laughs> uh, 
Next email from Emrys. Hi, Nero Molly. Just a couple quick questions this time. Which other Fallout games have you played? I already answered that, and I think you have too. Yeah, we've Um, we've talked about this. Based on this, how does New Vegas compare to the other Bethesda games for you, and how do the FPS games stack up to the isometric ones? Um, I guess I'll just start. Uh, I think New Vegas, out of the three first-person shooter Fallout games, is probably the best one of them, even if Fallout 4 is more polished. Um, Fallout 4 just kind of is lame. It's just kind of boring. There's not a lot going on in there, I didn't think. I, I personally hate the settlement stuff, so I'm, I'm not interested in, like, uh, messing with it very much. The thing um, about Fallout 4 is, like, this could be my favorite. It could easily be my yeah. favorite. The systems in place are kind of interesting. I'm the, the, the new leveling system is weird, but I could get into it. The problem is that you gave me enough of a character by default... That I don't want to role play to any extreme. Right. Where it's like, at the end of the day, I still have to be, ironically, Nora. Yes. <laughs> because the canon name are, are Nate and Nora. <laughs> Nora. Yeah. Uh, Damn, they double end? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nate, Nora, and Sean. Whack. But um, they ha- there's like... You are a character, and there is, like, a defined possibility space of your replies in dialogue, and you have a voice, and it's like, I wish you would either lean more into this or back off. Like, you have got one foot in the door in a weird way where, like, there's an established character facts, but there's no tone, or there's no, like, there's no characteristic to the character there's no like i'm a character with this like approach to life it's just i'm a character who has these facts right you have have a guy with like a single motivation but you know nothing else about them yes yeah um so except that you are both like former i guess you were uh i think in fallout 4 you have to have been like an army wife or someone from the army right because yes the two jobs are that nate is a retired soldier and nora is a lawyer right but then Um, the bombs fall and then the bombs fall uh and then the other question was how do the fps games stack up to the isometric ones i even before uh like doing crpgs for this show (laughs) i've tried to play fallout and fallout 2 a number of times because of the way people talk about them but i just think those isometric games suck to play I don't think they're they're very fun or interesting, so that's that's. I just might. Me. I've never tried to play Fallout Two. Um, I have booted up Fallout One many times, and I could see myself getting into it if it was for the purpose of like a let's play, and if I had or if I had somebody with me. But it's really hard for me to be like interested in it as is. Uh, I actually am way more likely to play the weird GURPS hack that they were like built the game out of that sure, I to, then actually like, play at game. Fallout one. <laughs> um, I've tried to get out of the vault in Fallout one so many times. And then just in that first combat section, I'm like, this just sucks. I just don't like playing it. And then I turn it off. Well, you're already out of the vault at that point. Oh, shut up. 
<laughs> You're still in the cave. I at least got to Shady Sands, which will someday be the NCR. Um, but beyond you, that... You I, beat me at Fallout. I did. I win. There you go. I'm the podcast hero. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> You're the villain. Yeah, I guess I'll be the podcast villain today. Haha. <laughs> um, I forgot about this bit. I'm interested in, like, the Fallout isometric games... But I'm I don't feel a strong compulsion to play them just because like playing any game on PC is like a real pain in the ass for me. Like my wrist will start fucking up and like the whole setup is is inconvenient more than anything else. So there's like an extra hurdle on top of it, these games being like pretty weird and obtuse and like sometimes buggy. Um but I, I might play one someday. It's just that there are other games in that space that I already know that I like more that I would rather play. Yeah. If you want the best parts of Fallout, you can just read Canticle for Leibowitz and get a way better version of them. <laughs> there you go. Um, that is a that. You know what? I'm just gonna have a little stand on my, my soapbox and say you should all go read Canticle for Leibowitz. It's fucking great. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, I probably won't, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not much of yeah. a books reader. Mm-hmm. Um, you ready for the next email? Yes. Next one comes in from M. I do have to read the subject that says more <clears throat> like poo Vegas. Ooh. Uh, and then the first sentence. I don't mean that. Uh, I actually like New Vegas quite a bit. And I'm not entirely sure why. I think the main thrust of the story is kind of mid. Both factions kind of suck, but one of them is crucifying people, so it's kind of too much of a lesser of two evils kind of thing. Or you can go for the stupid middle way libertarian path, I guess. But, well, there's stuff about that, but that's for the DLC episode. Um, ultimately, I just think the rhythms of the Bethesda game are at their best in New Vegas, where there's just enough places to dig through and just enough guys to talk to to keep it interesting. I've always preferred Fallout to El- the Elder Scrolls. I'd rather have a laser gun than a hammer. But between this and playing Fallout 3 on release, I had so many other games under my belt, and while that game like really blew away my IGN.com, this one is just pleasant, uh, but in a way where it's hard to point to any one thing. It has all the hallmarks it has all the hallmarks of a KOTOR style game that would annoy me, but also I do like to hang out with the Brotherhood of Steel. Those are my guys I like despite the fact they suck. Everybody's got one. That's so true. Um, I don't really have much of a question other uh, than to ask, why do you think this one has endured and become the meme of good Western RPG of its era? Do you have any thoughts about it being a new transcoded meme out of nowhere? <laughs> uh, truly, whoever would just sign up with the Caesar's Legion, I don't get it. Uh, keep on updating M. It's true. I don't understand the Caesar's Legion people except for they're all already fascists and that's the stuff they like. I guess the the argument for it comes from if you actually hang out with them and talk to them then Caesar will give you basically a sermon about why he believes the things he does. Yeah. The problem with it is that it's dumb and doesn't actually hold up. No. (laughs) And also they're putting people on crosses and killing people and like Enslaving being, towns, setting them on fire. Enslaving towns and like being like hyper misogynist. It's it is comical. Yeah, I, I don't live, get it. If you are in a post-apocalypse wasteland and someone says you're notably misogynist, like you really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, I think I. Th- 
I think the main reason that uh, queer people necessarily stick with this is because it is a game where you fight a fascist guy. <laughs> uh and you know it's it's got some queer stuff in it so i think it's maybe like a least common denominator for a lot of people um it was a very like fallout is very 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 popular like it's one of the big ones uh but it is extremely cringe (laughs) yes like it's not it, it liking fallout new vegas is nothing it's just a video game yes it's very popular video game. Do you think that Fallout is more popular than Elder Scrolls? I genuinely don't know. I, I think it might be. I think it has to be. I, I think people like science fiction more than they like fantasy. Uh, just generally. And also, when... this type of game benefits from ranged combat rather than yeah. uh, melee combat. And you got two options, you know? I just remember like how big Skyrim culturally was when it came out. And I know that that was also at that, like, Game of Thrones was, like, big at the time as well. So, like, the whole, like, uh, wintry fantasy situation was in the culture in a big way. I just have no idea if, like, on the whole, Fallout is bigger than Elder Scrolls. God, I guess you're right. I never even considered that Game of Thrones was the same year as Skyrim. That that never, I'd never made that connection before. That's really funny. Um... But as for why this has stuck around as, like, the good RPG, uh... I think it's just got some good characters. I think at the time you got to be contradictory towards the people who liked Fallout 3 or Fallout 4 a lot. Uh, so that, like, is a big uh, plus for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, never never underestimate getting to be a contrarian, right? Like, that's probably part of why. Um, but people also just like these companions a lot more. I couldn't tell you a single companion for Fallout 3. I, I, I can. think that's just... Okay, who? Who you Dog got? Meat. Okay, great work. You name the one that's in every game. Uh, <laughs> I can name one character from Fallout 3, and it's Dogmeat. Also, yes. there's a different... There is a guy I met in Fallout 3 who says, you're too good for me to be your follower. So That's that really guy. funny, actually. <laughs> I didn't know that was a guy. There's like a, uh, I almost said cell sword, but it's fucking Fallout. Not yeah. There's like a mercenary guy in the first town who's like, "No, your karma is too good for me to hang out with you, asshole." Asshole. Goody two shoes. Piece well, of shit. You're not gonna blow up the town. Piece of shit. Oh. Yeah. Really funny that immediately you can just nuke a town in Fallout Three. They really just kind of <laughs> let you do that, huh? I also think that the pedigree here of like obsidian who the three games that obsidian put out before new vegas are in order kotor 2 neverwinter nights 2 and alpha protocol yeah um most notably kotor 2 also being obsidian doing a sequel to a different game and not being able to finish it in time like not being able like given enough time to like actually finish the video game and despite that still being um pretty beloved like universally by the audience of that game yeah um so that's definitely part of it as well yeah um i don't i don't know anything about what people were saying about fallout 3 though because like all i have known for years is that new vegas is popular and and has this reputation but i had no context for it within fallout 
Only that, like, I guess... I, I feel like it was kind of compared to Mass Effect in the way that Witcher was compared to... Uh, uh, was it Dragon Age? Was it Dragon Age 2 and Witcher 2 that came out around the same time? I have no idea. I, think I, I didn't right. know that was a comparison people made. They're very different games. It might have been Witcher 2 and Dark Souls, but I don't what think that's true. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. It's one of those things like when people were talking about Expendables and Scott Pilgrim being like feuding. Like it doesn't actually make what? sense, but at the time it made sense. I I believe you. I don't know anything about this. Somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah. Uh Now we get to play the rest of Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> yeah, now we'll now we'll play the DLC which uh, has many of its own problems. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, I I'm excited to see some like uh, set pieces and like scripted events happen. Um, I remember when Dead Money came out. I was so mad because it was really bad. <laughs> it just I was just... not fun. You don't get to keep your stuff when you go in there. Just yeah. did not care for it. I started Dead Money this morning, and was like, "Oh, all my stuff's gone." Yep, well, you got to start over. But they gave um, me a laser, so that's go. good. I th- they give you like the bare minimum to keep playing your guy, but yeah, it's it's a little frustrating, I think. Um, last email, Nora, it's your turn. Oh, is there another one? There's Should... one more email from Crystal. I thought that Ems was the last one. Let me scroll up and find it. Crystal writes, Obsidian loves factions. They love describing factions and what the factions believe and defining characters by what what they think about the factions. But They also love the romantic notion of a lone individual brave enough to reject all factions and chart their own path. My question to you is this. If you were a final boss, what 100 speech dialogue option would the hero use to defeat you? All they would have to be like is like, do you really want to fight right now? I'd be like, not really. (laughs) Like, honestly, yeah, I'm kind (laughs) of... It's been a long day. Been doing war all day, man. But if they catch you on the wrong day... Yeah, it's it's just fight time. Um, the thing is, you have to have a hundred speech, so you have to be cool. Yeah, that's part of it. It would probably be like you defeat me by saying everyone's gonna think you're cringe if you fight me, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Oh, okay, I won't do the thing." Then Nora, Nora fears being seen as cringe. I do. Yeah, that's fair. Nobody I wants inte- to cringe. I intend to present myself as a thoughtful individual who, like, is considerate about the things in the world. And I would not want to be seen as cringe or uh, dismissive. Yeah. It's fair. Or um, they say some shit like, uh, the following sentence is false, the previous sentence was true, and then I explode because I'm secretly a robot. And they would get you. That's how they... Yeah. Got. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for sending in emails. I hope that you will send in some more emails next month. Yeah. Uh, we'll be playing the four Fallout New Vegas DLCs. I don't yes, have the names uh, in front of me, but you probably all know what they are. They are Dead Money, 
there is Old World Blues. There is oh, what's the what's the bad one? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Rose. Honest Hearts. Nope, Honest oh. Hearts. That's what it's called. Uh, and then Lonesome Road, which is the the finale DLC. Yeah, unfortunately, no aliens in this one. You sure? Not at all. I guess. I think I thought there was some alien stuff in Old World Blues. I don't know. You might have you have more aliens in the base game than me because we didn't mention it, but you played with the wacky mode. Yeah, but it doesn't like come up very much. It just adds a bunch of Monty Python references and then there's Pretty also much. some aliens. Yeah, it's it's not that interesting. I just turned um, it on because there's like no other perk I wanted. Yeah. I usually I usually take four eyes because I like having glasses. Uh, but that's it. Also, it's um, free stats. Free, it's free stats. It's a free extra point. It's a free extra point of, of, of perception. Which you might... Uh, I guess you might get from glasses already? Uh, no, hats. Hats give you perception. Yeah, hats give you perception. Um, you know, in the Outer Worlds, you can only equip hats or glasses. Not both. Stupid. Bad game. It's, it's In every way, it's bad. Yeah, you're right. It's garbage. It's terrible. It's, it's garbage. Dreadful. It's the worst terrible game ever game. made. That's right. Only assholes play that game. I'd say so. Well, uh, we'll be back with <laughs> Fallout New Vegas DLC, and after that, we'll be playing Pentiment. Yeah, Pentiment, because we're not done with Obsidian. We are we are but, tracking these guys. I didn't realize it was a Obsidian game. <laughs> Me either. When I suggested it, but I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And everybody seems to like it, so we'll see what happens in a few months. Yeah, I I'm I'm ready to uh, play a game like that. I, you know, the last one I think I played was uh, uh, have I played any kind of adventure style game since Disco Elysium? I don't remember any. Man, Disco Elysium, that's a fucking video game. It's a video game. It's pretty good. Maybe you've heard of it. It's fucking great. Uh, but after that, we'll be getting far away from the Obsidian style, because I think we're going to play Prince of Persia. <laughs> I think so, but so this is usually fun. farther out than we decide these things, so. Yeah, but. Yeah. No promises. Um, do we have a thing we say at the end? This was the pod. This was the pod consider I, this journal updated etc we have many things we we have a whole routine. we have a number of things <laughs> well, thanks everybody i'll see you next month Yes, I've got heartaches by the number A love that I can't win But the day that I stop counting That's the day my world will end Heartache number one was when you left me I never knew I could hurt this way And heartache number two Yes, I've got heartaches by the number.
troubles by the stove Every day you love me less Each day I love you more Yes, I've got heartaches by the number A love that I can't win But the day that I stop counting That's the day my world will end Yes, I've got heartaches by the number, troubles by the score. Every day you love me less, each day I love you more. Yes, I've got heartaches by the number, a love that I can't win. But the day that I stop counting, that's the day. 